This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, we do got to move. We're coming on time, though. So the third thing in this game was before the half, guys. Two things to me happened before the Well, two things did happen before the half. The first was the refs started to assert themselves in this game. Oh, and the refs God. asserted them. We can talk about this forever, but the refs asserted themselves in both of these games, and it was an absolute shame. There were 28 accepted penalties in, in both of the games. And the refs, which was a really good evening game, it was slowed down and muddied because the refs were so bad and taking time and everything else. It was really bad. But the refs started to sort of assert themselves. And some of the penalties, the McGill hands to the face, was he getting held fine, but it was also hands to the face. I get it. I thought the Jimmy Ward thing was pretty ticky-tacky. I think the other one was on Charvarius Ward. It might have been a little bit ticky-tacky, too. The bottom line is that there were seven first downs on penalties um, that the Eagles got. And on the drive before the half, it was 7-7 seven to seven with a minute 36 left in the second quarter. Three first downs on that drive via penalties. And here you go. The Eagles go 14-7. Then what happens is Kyle Shannon, is he going to be aggressive or is he going to sit on the ball because he's getting the ball at the end of the half? Or at the beginning of the, or the, beginning of the third quarter, I should say. How many times have we seen him sit on the ball? I was glad he was aggressive because at that point, screw it. Like, you, you just yeah. go for it, man. Like, you got freaking Josh Johnson. He hits the pass. And then I think what happened on the next play, you know, Johnson hasn't taken reps. Maybe he's looking at the defense. The ball gets snapped. He fumbles it. Nobody expects your quarterback to fumble a snap there. And then, obviously, they recover the fumble. And that's when I think the deflation started to happen. And it's 21-7. The game is over. So the end of the half, that minute, whatever it was, just totally changed everything from kind of the refs mm-hmm. giving the Eagles first downs, whether you think it was warranted or not. And then the, the fumble. And that was it. That was the turning point. That was when I'm opening the bottle of whiskey and it's just, this is, I can't take it anymore. I'm surprised I didn't know. I'm surprised that you waited that long. <laughs> to, to open I it. thought it was after Purdy, but I think that, so look, I'm not one to blame officiating. I'm not one to say that like the officials had any sort of, influence on the outcome of this game because the game was over when Brock Purdy went down frankly right but that being said the seven penalties via first down are the most in a playoff game ever they're tied for the most so this here at least in championship game they're tied for the most so what happened with the 49ers and and the officials it happened at a time at, at, at an inflection point during this game where the Niners could have stopped them which they did two of those penalties were on third down okay the ward penalty and well, both ward penalties were, were on third down. They were going to get the ball back. And at that point, the game was tied. 
and the officials decided to insert themselves. Like I almost look, I hate conspiracy theories, especially when it comes to the NFL, but I feel like the NFL specifically wanted this matchup with the Eagles and chiefs. They wanted this. And, and I tweeted it out at the beginning of the playoffs, just in jest, like, Oh yeah. Like they want it. They want the Eagles and chiefs. Let's see if the 49ers can spoil the party. And it just feels like that they, man, they manipulated this thing to high hell, right? Like where they call penalties at a certain point in time where they knew that would affect the, affect the game. And it was almost like, like clockwork where you were like, okay, here comes the flag. And lo and behold, there was the flag. And look, were they penalties? I mean, maybe, but in the playoffs, in the championship game, you can't call that. You can't call that. And to that point, like the, everybody's talking about it this day, but I hate the fact that, that, that they were a factor. And now what do you do? Everybody's pissed off about it. And, and especially in the Chiefs game, the Chiefs game was even more egregious. And now what are you doing? It doesn't matter. The Chiefs and the Eagles moved on. We're just, talk, we're just left talking about it now. What's going to happen to those officials? Nothing. What's going to happen to Lee? Nothing. What's going to happen with the teams that lost? Nothing. So, look, would the Niners have now knowing that Brock is, is out for six months? Even if they won the game, they're losing the Super Bowl. You're not winning the Super Bowl with Josh Johnson against the Chiefs. I hate to say Unless that. Unless Jimmy – maybe Jimmy, Jimmy comes back. If Jimmy came back, maybe. But he hasn't played for two and a half months. So, you know, again, like, all in all, like, yeah, in the end, it, it wouldn't have mattered. But that being said, the officiating was awful in both games. And, and the NFL should be ashamed. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm I'm not super familiar with the rules, but if an offensive player moves before the ball is snapped, that's called a false start, correct? Lane Johnson all Lane, game. Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson all game was leaving early. All game. And how many penalties did they call on him? None. They weren't winning this game. We know that. We've said it. I'm not claiming that they that they would have won the game. But it's it's just egregiously pathetic to watch something like that. And not only that, but there are unbiased NFL shills, to be perfectly honest, talking on the timeline yesterday about how poor the officiating was in that game. Mm-hmm. Mike Greenberg tweeted out about it. Um Richard Sherman tweeted out about it. That's not quite unbiased. I I think I saw two or three other people tweet out about it. That's a problem. That's a problem for the league and they don't care. And they don't care because to me, it seems like they're okay with it because if they don't address it, that's what that says. That says that they're okay with it. It says that at the highest level, we can't do any better than this dog shit that we see Sunday in and Sunday out. And, and I, I refuse to believe that that's the case. I, and, and that's the other thing. If this is such an issue, there are really, really simple and easy fixes like an eye in the sky, like in soccer, right? You've got a head official up somewhere that says, wait a second, that was a penalty or, Hey, you threw this flag, but that wasn't right. There's a way to fix it. The NFL refuses to do it, which tells me, again, that they want that type of thing happening on the field. Because if they didn't, they'd do something about it. And they don't, and they won't, and that's the reality of the situation. Like I said, I'm not I'm not willing to, to go out and say, like, the, 40, the, the NFL wants to orchestrate endings to seasons, but... 
how else do you explain their unwillingness to to address this situation with anything any logical fix for it because they don't and it's it's just it's it's irritating so and 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 when we talk about undisciplined right at that point i think when they went down 21-7 right before the half i think everyone on that team knew that that it was over yeah. right They're yeah you like, saw the frustration is, for the first time yeah, all year really. this is mm-hmm. over like there's nothing we can do we don't have a quarterback somebody some reporter asked george kittle in the post game how does it feel to lose this game with your quarterback you know going down like that and and <laughs> i loved kittle's response he said how does it feel to lose a game when you don't have a quarterback feels pretty shitty and that was his response. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect, perfect response, right? This entire team knew by halftime that this game was over. And so we could talk about undisciplined play on defense when in reality that defense, like I said, was on the field for 40 minutes. I guarantee at some point they said, screw this. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. You know, and you saw it, you saw it with with Trent Williams. Although for everyone that, you know, is up in arms about Trent Williams. That entire scuffle started because the guy that he threw to the ground w- grabbed a hold of Debo's face mask and wouldn't let go. And Trent Williams said, I'll make you let go. And he threw him out the club. And I loved it because that's Trent Williams sticking, sticking up for his dudes. Right. Yeah. Does it matter that he got ejected? No, I don't care. I, I, what I care about is, is, is him defending his teammates. I'm, I'm more impressed with that than I yeah, am that- losing his composure. I don't, I honestly, I don't care. It just all bottled up, I think, with them and kind of exploded with the reps and the quarterback thing. And you saw them do things that were just weren't usually Niners usually very resilient. Mm -hmm. They just kind of lost their shit because I just think everything was there. But, you know, I do want to give Ted Nguyen, who uh, writes for The Athletic, he posted something on Twitter that I saw today. The game within the game that I do want to give the Eagles, because the Eagles have terrific uh, offensive and defensive lines. Mm -hmm. What was happening in the game is the Eagles were were getting in three wide receiver sets, and they started running to San Francisco's weak side, where the Niners only had three three defenders over there, and they were pulling Kelsey over. And they started to really – really get big gains on the ground. Um, Sanders scored his uh, the touchdown that made it 14-7 off that. Now, the third quarter, the Niners adjusted, and they moved Hufunga over there, and they were able to get a stop. What Philly did with that was they said, okay, you're going to move a Hufunga over there. Now we're going to fake it to the running back or just have the running back block, and we're going to have Hurts take the ball. Running back blocks Hufunga. They get the same blockers out there, and Hurts was able to get a big gain. So, so the Eagles did some good things on the line, too. The Eagles, did you guys see some of those Javon Kinlaw plays? When oh, I was going God. back and watching some awful. film plays, he got pushed. He, he, looked like he was on skates, skates a lot. So the refs, it was bullshit. Obviously, the quarterback, it could not have been a competitive game with the quarterback. But I do want to give the Eagles – the Eagles are very good on the lines, and they did some creative – they have a good coaching staff. You know, this isn't – you know, these are the two best teams in the NFC. It sucks that the yeah. Niners couldn't compete because they didn't have the quarterback. And I said, I said the day before when I was – I said, listen, the Eagles are going to get theirs. And mm-hmm. they, they did ultimately, I mean, it was kind of, they got help getting it, but I thought the Eagles were going to score in the twenties, but I thought the Niners would too. I thought they were going to be right there and it was going to be a three point type game. And I really believe it would have been even with how well they were playing on the lines with Purdy in there. I, I do. I'll take that down to my grave. I think that they would have, the Niners would have, if not won the game, it would have been a very close game. That's, that's hard to take, but. By the way, would anyone have predicted prior to this season that everything that went down with Javon Kinlaw and Grant Cohn and it ended up being that 
you know, despite his rhetoric and the way that he goes about it, Grant Cohn was a hundred percent correct about Kinlaw. Man, that's brutal. That's a brutal. That's a brutal. That that is a brutal trade. That I mean, I mean, there's so many of them, right? It not not even considering Patrick Mahomes in in 2017 draft, right? There's going to be a lot of things that people can point to and be like, that 49ers team was really impressive under you know under Shanahan and 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 Lynch especially those first 5 or 6 years can you imagine if this and this and this hadn't happened there's a lot of sliding doors to look at which is unfortunate and there's sliding doors in this game because that's all that this game you the frustrating part you cannot take away anything from this game we learned nothing no, we learned nothing. nothing from this game. Well, we learned the Eagles are really we didn't good. learn anything. I mean, we knew that. We knew. Did we? we did. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're not good. They are. They're really, really good. But can we look at this game and and point to this is why they're good? I, I'm not sure because they, again, they they played a team that didn't have a quarterback. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see when they do right because now they get to face Patrick <laughs> Mahomes in two weeks. The, the best quarterback um, and, and, in this generation, yeah. Right. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You know, I think that's going to be a heavyweight fight. I'm not going to watch a second of that game, but um, <laughs> it's going to be. I'll, I'll be watch. in Disneyland, like I'll legitimately. Watch. I'll be oh, in yeah. Disneyland. We were already going to be in Disneyland. My daughter's birthday is the 13th. Um, Happy and, birthday to your daughter! Uh, man. Thank you. Yeah. She's turning 10, so we'll be we'll be nice. down in Disneyland. Um, nice. Last year, the Super Bowl was on her birthday. We went to Six Flags in Vallejo. So, um, but. Yeah, I again, I don't know that we learned anything about the Eagles. We know that the Eagles can absolutely destroy teams that don't belong. And once the 49ers quarterback went down, they did not belong anymore. And so they beat a Giants team that was, I don't know, the number punching 60. above their weight, punching yeah. above their weight. And they beat a 49ers team that didn't have a starting quarterback. So again, their path to the play the, to the Super Bowl might be one of the easiest of all time. Now the question is, what happens when they actually get tested by a team that does have a good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and and an offensive line that can pass block? Yeah, I don't. So. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I'll watch just because you know whatever. Like it's nice to watch the Super Bowl and not stress out because if the Niners in the Super Bowl, I'd be a wreck for three and a half hours. But you know, I think that with the Eagles, you do give them respect because like, yeah, they're a great team, but again, like easiest path ever to a Super Bowl ever. Like, I don't know if there's, any, you, you get the six seed at home, you get the easiest schedule in the league. Number one, then you, you ride that to a, a buy with only one team getting a buy now. Then you get the six seed at home who you've already beaten twice in the year. And then you get, and then you get a, a team on its practice squad, fourth string quarterback after six plays in the second drive. So for after seven and a half minutes and man, it's just like, well, yeah, you should win that game. And now they're hooting and hollering and all these Eagles fans and all the media and all this stuff acting like it was some big accomplishment. I promise you, I promise you Eagles fans. It was not as big of an accomplishment that you think it is. I promise you that. And you are going up against this generation's best quarterback in the, in the Super Bowl. And we will do a show to preview the Super Bowl a little bit. We'll talk about that. And we'll talk about, quarterbacks and draft and all that other fun stuff right now i tweeted out before the game is kyle going to be andy reed of the eagles or is he going to be andy reed of the chiefs and right now he's andy reed of the eagles through no fault of his own in this game it's not his fault but that's three times he's been in the championship game and, and we just he's just come up empty and i really hope they can get a difference maker at the quarterback position that can stay healthy 
that can take them over the top. And I really think that guy's Tom Brady, guys. I really do. I hate to bring it up, but I think that guy's Tom Brady. Bring the goat yeah, home. We'll, we'll talk about that next show for sure. Um, that was one of my things to talk about now, the quarterback. We'll probably open the next show with it. D'Amico Ryan's the quarterback position. We've got a lot to talk about for the next show because it's the 49ers as the world turns. It's a soap opera, so we're going to have a lot to talk about. So, um, yeah, so it's going to probably be more of a full offseason than we had anticipated, but we'll be here for you the whole time. So for Brian and Zane, I'm Al. Peace. Later.